0: Welcome to The Lonely Palette Reads, an oral dive into classic works of art historical literature that never seemed interesting until they were read out loud to you and you realize that gossip is gossip in every century. Today, the introduction to The Painted Word by Tom Wolfe. People don't read the morning newspaper, Marshall McLuhan once said. They slip into it like a warm bath. Too true, Marshall. Imagine being in New York City on the morning of Sunday, April 28th, 1974, like I was, slipping into that great public bath, that vat, that spa, that regional physiotherapy tank, that white sulfur springs, that marionbad, bad, that ganges, that river Jordan for a million souls, which is the Sunday New York Times. Soon I was submerged, weightless, suspended in the tepid depths of the thing, In Arts and Leisure, section 2, page 19, in a state of perfect sensory deprivation, when all at once an extraordinary thing happened. I noticed something. Yet another clam-broth-colored current had begun to roll over me, as warm and predictable as the Gulf Stream. A review, it was, by the Times' Dean of the Arts, Hilton Kramer, of an exhibition at Yale University of Seven Realists, Seven Realistic Painters, when I was jerked alert by the following. <clears throat> Quote, Realism does not lack its partisans, but it does rather conspicuously lack a pervasive theory. And given the nature of our intellectual commerce with the work of art, to lack a pervasive theory is to lack something crucial— the means by which our experience of individual works is joined to our understanding of the values they signify, End quote. Now you may say, my God, man, you woke up over that? You forsook your blissful coma over a mere swell in a sea of words? But I knew what I was looking at. I realized that without making the slightest effort, I had come upon one of those utterances in search of which psychoanalysts and State Department monitors of the Moscow or Belgrade press are willing to endure a lifetime of tedium, namely the seemingly innocuous obiter dicta, the words in passing that give the game away. What I saw before me was the critic-in-chief of the New York Times saying, in looking at a painting today, quote, to lack a pervasive theory is to lack something crucial, end quote. I read it again. It didn't say something helpful or enriching or even extremely valuable. No, the word was crucial. In short, frankly, these days, Without a theory to go with it, I can't see a painting. Then and there, I experienced a flash known as the aha phenomenon, and the buried life of contemporary art was revealed to me for the first time. The fogs lifted, the clouds passed, the motes scales, conjunctival blood shots, and murine agonies fell away and there's an illustration on this page of Jean-Francois Millet's The Sower from 1850 to 1851 with the caption, at the time, Millet was considered something of a rip because he painted such low-rent folk. Only later was this called literary or narrative art. Also, this painting is at the MFA Boston. Hey, girl. All these years, along with countless kindred souls, I am certain, I had made my way into the galleries of Upper Madison and Lower Soho and the Art Gildo Midway of 57th Street, and into the museums, into the modern, the Whitney and the Guggenheim, the Bastard Bauhaus, the New Brutalist, and the Fountainhead Baroque, into the lowliest storefront churches and grandest robber baronial temples of modernism. All these years, I, like so many others, had stood in front of a thousand, two thousand, God knows how many thousand, Pollocks, de Koonings, Newmans, Nolans, Rothkos, Rauschenbergs, Judds, Johnses, Olitskys, Louises, Stills, Franz Kline's, Frankenthaler's, Kelly's, and Frank Stella's. Now squinting, now popping the eye sockets open, now drawing back, now moving closer. Waiting, waiting, forever waiting for... It, For it to come into focus, namely the visual reward for so much effort, which must be there, which everyone, tout le monde, knew there to be there, waiting for something to radiate directly from the paintings on these invariably pure white walls, in this room, in this moment, into my own optic chiasma. All these years, in short, I had assumed that in art, if nowhere else, seeing is believing. Well, how very Hey, it's Tamar. Uh, so sorry to interrupt um, myself, but I regret to say that you have reached the end of the free preview of The Lonely Palette Reads, which will be dropping chapter by chapter, book by book, every couple of weeks, really, until my mouth runs dry. And this is all for the low, low price of supporting the show at $2 per episode or above. You can always go above at patreon.com slash Lonely Palette. So head on over there to become a patron. That is patreon.com slash Lonely Palette. These readings really are just a fraction of the perks that you can check out. So please head on over there. Thank you so much and happy listening. Like most revelations,